turn to Philippians chapter number 1. Philippians chapter number 1. If you're able to, let's stand for the reading of God's Word this morning. Philippians chapter number 1. If you're visiting with us today, our theme, as you see up on the, uh, the front walls of the auditorium, is magnify. And what we want to do this year in every area of our lives is to magnify the Lord. And so every month we're looking at a different theme. The month of May, of course today's May the 2nd, we're looking at this matter of magnify sanctification. Sanctification is an aspect of the Christian life that a lot of people don't understand. And so to this morning our, our text is really just one verse. And if you have your outline or you have your Bible open there in chapter 1, and the Bible says in verse number 6, being confident of this very thing, that he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. Everybody see the verse there? Let's read it together, all right? Here we go. Being confident of this very thing, that he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. So today's message is, we're all a work in progress. And that's what Paul said as he wrote under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. He said, I've not yet apprehended. Paul was saying, I, 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 I'm not there. I haven't arrived. I still have a lot of room for growth. And I realize God is still working in my life. And so this morning, with God's help, we're going to look at this matter of sanctification and what the Bible has to say about it. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for the Word of God. Lord, I pray that you would just help me to say what you want this morning. Lord, may your will be done in our lives. May we please you by the way we live as a Christian. And Lord, may your Holy Spirit deal with us and we be willing and yielded to whatever it is that he speaks to us about. If there's someone here that's not saved. Lord, that today would be the day of their salvation. And we ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated this morning. Thank you for standing for the reading of the Word of God. Well, the Bible says, as we read it there together, and I love the word there, being confident of this very thing. Paul gives us a, 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 this matter of we should have a confidence, and the confidence should be that he which hath begun a good work in us, that he will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. When you look at this verse, it gives us what we see is the commencement of salvation. In other words, where salvation for I and you began. If you're here today and you know Christ as your Savior, the Bible says again, he which hath begun a good work in you. God only does good things. Uh, when you look in the, the Bible, the book in the Bible, the first book, the book of Genesis, the Bible says when God created everything, he saw what he created, and the Bible says, and it was good. And it was good. And when then God created man, and he said it's not good for man to be alone, and so God created man, and then he created the woman, and then God began to work in their lives, and the Bible says that when we come to know him as our Savior, that he began a good work in us. See, salvation is a work of God. 
The Bible says in Ephesians 2, you hath he quickened or made alive who were dead in trespasses and sins. The Bible goes on to say in John 6, Jesus said, no man can come to me except the Father which has sent me draw him and I will raise him up at the last day. Even the psalmist said, truly my soul waiteth upon God, from him cometh my salvation. See, salvation, the beginning of salvation, when we get saved, we understand it's the work of God, but it's also the work of grace. Clearly in Ephesians, Paul writes, it's by, for by grace are you saved, through faith, and that not of yourselves. Listen, folks, if we could get on an airplane and fly to heaven, Jesus would have never had to die on the old rugged cross. But the Bible says that he did die for us. That was the grace of God. It's the grace of God. By grace are you saved through faith. It's not, listen, we cannot save ourselves. It's not so that we can brag and boast about what we've done. But the Bible tells us that it's a work of God's grace. God does in us what we could not do ourselves. You cannot save yourself. No one can. It's a work of God. As I think about how God does that, he comes to those, those who are helpless to come to him, those that are without hope. Notice with me, if you will, Romans chapter 5, and we see a description of this in verse number 6. For when we were yet without strength, in other words, we had no ability, there was nothing that we could do to change our situation The Bible says, when we were without strength, in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die. Yet peradventure, for a good man, some would even dare to die. But God commendeth his love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Did you hear what the Bible says? God doesn't say, Listen, when you get your act together, when you get everything in order, and when you get all your ducks in a row, then I will save you. Aren't you glad that's not how God is? You see, it's the, salvation is the work of God, but it's also the work of grace. But can I also tell you that the Bible shows us that salvation is the work of glory. Notice what it says in 2 Corinthians 5, If any man be in Christ... He's a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Did you hear? If we are in Christ, if we are saved by the grace of God, the Bible says old things are passed away. And how many things become new? All things, right? All things are become new. I mean, listen, the Bible clearly tells us in 2 Peter 1 and verse 4, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises. And notice, as Peter writes, he says, by these promises, these great promises, these precious promises of God, by these ye might be partakers of the divine nature. In other words, God gave us a new nature when he saved us. The Bible says we've escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. Hey, listen, I don't know about you, but I'm glad that God began to work in me, in my heart, And this is something that God is doing in my life today. It's the work of God. It's the work of God's grace 
but it's also the work of glory. See, that's the commencement of salvation. If you're saved this, today, then understand God has begun a good work in you. And God's people said, amen for that, right? Well, that's the commencement of salvation. Now, is that the end of it? No. There's much more to it. That's what brings us to this month focusing on sanctification. Because once we are saved, then notice the continuation of salvation. In verse number 6, our text verse this morning, Paul makes a very bold statement regarding the salvation of believers. From this one verse, he actually mentions being confident of this very thing, that the We see here that a person can enjoy absolute, listen to me this morning, absolute assurance of your salvation. See, a lot of people struggle in their life as a Christian because, okay, I'm saved, but then I did this, am I still saved? This happened in my life, am I still saved? What about this? And yet, the Bible tells us that we can have enjoy the Christian life having absolute assurance of our salvation. Assurance is not just that we are saved, but it's assurance that it is a forever condition. When God saved you, what did he give you? He didn't just give you life. You already had that. He gave you eternal life. He gave you everlasting life. I've asked people that have never even seen a Bible before, how long is eternal? How long is everlasting? And they always say, forever. See, even unbelievers understand that. So as we look at this matter of salvation and the continuation of it, what a blessing to know, and I hope that you agree with this, that if you are saved, that no matter what happens in your life, nothing will ever change the fact that you are saved, that you have settled your eternity And we have to understand that salvation is the miracle of a moment. But listen, salvation is also a continual action. It is something that is an ongoing work. We are a work in progress. We haven't arrived. And we need to understand this matter of sanctification, which is a part of the salvation process. Now, I'm going to give you something this morning that uh, somebody helped me with years ago, and it's been a blessing in my life, is the various tenses of salvation. Now, you see there on the screen, or are there in your notes, that what is in the past, okay? For me, I've been saved since January 22nd, 1984. So it's been 36, 37 years ago that I have been saved from the penalty of sin. Okay, I have been saved. If you're here today, you can think back to that time, that place, that moment that you were gloriously saved. So that's in the past. The present tense when it comes to salvation is that I'm being saved from the power of sin. Because sin continues to try to get me to do things that I shouldn't do. If you don't Believe me, hey, just try to go to the grocery store. You'll end up buying something that wasn't on your list because of the power of sin. I I always need to avoid the aisle with the cookies, especially the double stuffs. You know, I'm a double stuff myself. And so we need to understand that we have been saved, past tense, 
from the penalty of sin. We are being saved, present tense, from the power of sin. But watch this. One day, future tense, we will be saved from the presence of sin. Say, Pastor, why do you say that? Because with God, there is no sin. There will be no sin in heaven. And God's people said, what to that? Amen, right? This sin-cursed world that we live in, heaven's going to be a wonderful place. So what are we talking about when we, when we bring up this matter of the, the salvation that we have? Well, when you talk about past tense, that we have been saved from the penalty of sin, we're talking about the word justification. That's meaning that as we put our faith in Christ, that we have been justified, that when God looks at us, that God sees us just as if we had never even been a sinner. You say, how is that possible? Because when Jesus died, he took that precious blood of God and he atoned for our sins. He applied his blood to our lives, to our account, so that when God looks down at us, what does God see? God sees us righteous. Now, it's not because of us. There's nothing good about us. The Bible says our righteousness is as filthy rags. But Jesus is righteous. And because he is righteous, when God looks down at us, he sees his own son and he counts it unto us as righteousness. So when we talk about justification, that is when in the past, hopefully you've had a moment where you have been justified by God. You didn't save yourself. God justified you from your sin. But, watch this, in the present time, we are being saved from the power of sin. That's sanctification. That's what we're talking about this entire month, is that we are being saved from the very power of sin. One day, praise God, we are going to be saved from the very presence of sin. That's glorification. So there's three great aspects, justification, sanctification, glorification. Now, for the sake of time this morning, notice as we look at this matter of how we've been justified, we are being sanctified, and we, we shall be glorified. Well, how does that matter of sanctification take place? Notice the process of sanctification. God says again in Philippians 1, verse number 6, that he will perform it. God will. We are a work in progress. John wrote in 1 John 3, Beloved, we are now are we the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him for we shall see him as he is. See, one day we're going to be like him. But can I ask you this morning, why do we have to wait until then to be like Jesus? You see, God saved you, and he is sanctifying you from the very power of sin in your life. The word sanctify means to make holy, H-O-L-Y, or to set apart. Now, look, you and I, we cannot make ourselves holy. We cannot set ourselves apart, just like we cannot save ourselves. So this is a work of God. God is the one who is making us holy. God is the one who sets us apart. After salvation, 
God wants to save us from the very power of sin in our lives. Sanctification is not a one-time event. You know what sanctification is? It's a continual, ongoing process. Pastor, how long is this sanctification process going to take? It started when you put your faith in Christ, and it will continue until the day you step from this life into glory to be with the Lord. Sanctification is an ongoing process, and even though God cleans us of our sins, guess what? We're not perfect. You know what, you know what we all are? We're all sinners. The only difference is some of us are sinners saved by the grace of God. And this was something that Paul struggled with in his life. Yes, the great apostle. You see, Paul understood that, that he was still in this flesh. And the flesh is weak, is it not? I saw some of you at the donut table outside, you know. The flesh is weak. Sin is still present with us. And you know what we do? We listen to it. We give in to it. And then we make bad choices. Now, what I'm about to read, I want you to look at it because you have it in your notes. It's Paul's own testimony that God allowed him to record it. And I want you to look at all the personal pronouns, the, the word I. And I can tell you that as I read this this week, I could easily put my first name in the place of every one of those personal pronouns. So I want you to look at these verses from Romans 7. Paul says, For that which I do, I allow not. For what I would, that do I not. But what I hate, that do I. If then I do that which I would not, I consent unto the law that it is good. Now, then there, it is no more I that do it, but, what's that statement there? Sin dwelleth in me. Paul says, sin dwelleth in me. That, he says, for I know that in me, that is in my flesh, dwelleth no good thing. Paul understood this. He says, for the will is present with me. In other words, I want to do the right thing. I want to please God. He says, for, for the will is present with me, but how to perform that which is good I find not. For the good that I would I do not, but the evil which I would not, that I do. Now if I do that I would not, it is no more I that do it, but sin. Second time, that dwelleth in me. So when you think about sanctification, folks, listen, sanctification, you know what it is? Watch this, very simple. It's the power that God gives us to say yes to God and no to sin. Some of us just need to get better at saying no. That is not something that a Christian should do. God would not be pleased if I do that, go there, say this. Remember, old things are passed away. All things are become new. God's given you His divine nature. And yet, how many times, as God begins this process of sanctification, we give in? See, we see the process. Notice 
that God has a plan. The plan of sanctification is that God wants to reproduce Jesus in us. The songwriter said, more, more about Jesus, more like Jesus. Look, if you are a Christian, act like one, talk like one, walk like one. That's what sanctification is all about. The Bible says there in Romans 8, look at this, for whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to do what? To be conformed. To what? Not to this world, not to Hollywood, to be conformed to the image of his son that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. God's plan is what? That we would be more like Jesus every day. Hey, listen, one day we shall be like him. That is true. But what about today? Are you being a Christian? God's process and God's plan, but notice it's not going to be accomplished without the power of sanctification, the power that God has. Paul writes about this in Galatians 2 and verse 20, I am crucified with Christ. He says, nevertheless, I live, yet not I. Paul says, but Christ liveth in me. Take that in for just a minute. That could be your testimony. The life that I now live, Christ is living in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, notice, in the flesh, he says, I live, how? By the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Now, this process, you know, God's working. And I know sometimes, if you're like me, you can probably identify with the fact that once you are saved, listen now, that during this process of sanctification, that sometimes this process looks like a lot of pain and suffering. A lot of Christians have gone through some trials. They've experienced things. They've endured hardships. Paul, I could take the time this morning, and I won't. Paul writes about all that he went through. But if you're like me this morning, you probably can give a testimony of the fact that you are today who you are because God's allowed his process in your life. See, God is working. Remember, he began a good work in you. The things that have happened, God's allowed in your life, like Job. Listen, those weren't bad things. Joseph in the Bible. God began a good work, and the Bible says that we need to understand, as Paul writes, that Christ is living in us, and the life we live, yes, it may be in the flesh, but we need to live it by the faith of the Son of God. And look, when I think about the suffering and the part of the process of sanctification, it reminds me of Philippians 2.13, that it is God which worketh in you. Notice both to will and to do his good pleasure. See, we don't always understand it, but we must understand that God is working for our good. Salvation, the commencement, the beginning of salvation was at the moment that you put your faith in Christ. The continuation of salvation, the process of sanctification, how God has a plan. He wants us to be more like his son Jesus, and it is his power that is working in us. God is the one that's sanctifying us, making us holy. 
and setting us apart. But aren't you glad for the completion of salvation? Because as you look back in Philippians verse 6 out of chapter 1, He which hath begun a good work in you will perform it for how long? Until the day of Jesus Christ. See, I find here God's plan, you know what it is? For the redeemed of the Lord to come home. The Bible says there in John 17, Jesus said, Father, I will that they also whom thou hast given me will be with me where I am, that they may behold my glory which thou hast given me, for thou lovest me before the foundation of the world. You know, look, folks, we are just strangers here. Have you figured that out as a Christian? We're pilgrims and strangers. We're just passing through. Our treasures are laid up way beyond the blue. God has a plan for the redeemed, and that is that they would come home. Notice his promise there, as Jesus says in John 10, 28, I have given unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my Father's hand. Folks, I can't think of a a, a better guarantee than that, that if you are saved today, that salvation has begun in you, that good work that God began, that you are secure in the hand of God. What a promise that nothing can pluck you out of the Father's hand and that you are secure. And then notice how God will perform this until the day of Jesus Christ. Faithful is he that calleth you who will also do it now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above. Look at this. All that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. Thank God that heaven depends on him and not on us. As I think about this matter of sanctification, Hey, listen, salvation is a wonderful thing. I'm glad I'm saved, and I hope you are too. But listen, I'm glad for God's process. This is where you should be in your life as a Christian. Praise the Lord for the good work that God did begin in us, that we are saved. And I thank God for the hope that we have someday that our home is in heaven with God. But The Bible tells us, and Brother Kenny We didn't get together and plan this, but God just worked it out. I love the words that the songwriter wrote, and it makes me think about this process that we're in right now, sanctification, as the songwriter wrote. But until then, my heart will go on singing. Until then, with joy, I will carry on. Until the day that my eyes behold the city, until the day God calls me home. How are we to live? by the power of God. As I think about this process, it's wonderful. You think about sanctification, what is it? It's God's call to, listen to me, to put off the old man. The old man with the sinful ways, the bent on doing what is wrong, put that off and put on the new man. The one that is filled with the Spirit of God, controlled by God's Holy Spirit. Notice Colossians 3, seeing that ye have put off the old man with his deeds, and ye have put on the new man, which is renewed in knowledge after the image of him that created him. Sanctification, listen to me, what is it? It's to be more like Christ. That's what sanctification is. I want to illustrate this to you this morning, and I'm going to ask my beautiful wife to come this morning and be my lovely assistant. She'll be my Vanna this morning. 
And so I'm going to ask my wife, if she would, to stand right here. And <clears throat> I, I've prepared something very special for my wife. She's such a blessing. And so I, I want to, to give this to her. And so, so as she comes this morning, I, I want to just, before I give this to her, explain a little bit about salvation, because I think many times people are confused between what is salvation and what is sanctification. Now, I think I've already mentioned that salvation happens when we put our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Sanctification is a process that we go through. It's a person's growth in righteousness. And so I've, I've prepared something. She didn't know it, but I've prepared something special for her. And so I, I wanted to, to offer that to her. And so I want to get it for her here, out of here. And so I, I need to grab it out of here. And uh, I've, I've got some goodies. Oh, right here. I, I got a plate. I want to give you something here this morning. And so you don't mind if I, you, you, have, you have an issue with that plate? I mean, it's a, I just got it right out of here. Um, maybe, possibly. Would you eat off that? I don't know. And so, uh, so well, I was just, just going to go ahead and give you these nice treats. We can enjoy these for lunch today. And so I was just going to, no, you don't want those on? You know what? You don't like the plate? I think I have another plate here. Oh, yeah, I do. I have a knife. Do you like that plate? Is that a better plate? And so, so this one's okay. I can actually put some, some goodies on here. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to place these on here like this. And there's one for you and one for me. All right? And so we'll enjoy these goodies. Now, you know, this plate is kind of like, you know, most homes, they have what they call fine china. This is some of the finest plastique you could find anywhere. And, and so uh, I, I want to make sure that I give the best to my wife. And so, so I pulled this out, and we don't use this very often, but I wanted to give this to you. Would you accept this? Okay. So here's the thing is, is that in our lives, what God wants us to be, see, this plate was one that was set apart. It was to be used for a specific purpose. It wasn't something that I pulled out of the trash that was stained and dirty. It was something that was nice and clean and that was usable. That's the way joy or me, that's the way God wants us to be. God will not use a dirty vessel. God's looking for someone that is clean. Now, we cannot clean ourselves up. We cannot make ourselves holy. It's the work of God. See, a lot of times we want to live like this. And so I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let my wife take these goodies, and if she decides to share them with me later, she can. See, a lot of times... We don't understand what sanctification is, and this is what sanctification is. It is God's work. It's a process. Say, so when's that process going to end, Pastor? When we meet the Lord. But I can tell you this, that God doesn't want this. He wants this. And what God wants us to do during this process is become like Him. When I look in the Bible, the Bible has... Notice this verse here, and I love this verse, 1 Peter 1.15, But as he which hath called you 
is holy, so be ye holy. Notice these words, in all manner of conversation. Now let me explain the word. Conversation, a lot of times we think it's maybe when two people are talking, and that is true. The word here that Peter's using, if you take the time and study it out, it actually deals with your lifestyle. Everything you do, everything you're involved in. Notice, in all manner of conversation. God says, I'm holy. How many of you agree God's holy? God says, I am holy. Therefore, be ye holy. Well, how? How much, God? I mean, I don't know. God says, in all manner, every area of your life. Well, how is that possible? Through the process of sanctification. Would you bow your heads with me this morning with our heads bowed? <clears throat> with our heads bowed and our eyes closed this morning, if you're joining us at home, I would ask that you would do the same. That there would be a stillness at this moment, wherever you are. It's a process. I know I'm talking to people this morning just like me, just like Paul. That from time to time we struggle. We give in to sin. Instead of saying yes to God, we say no. We say yes to sin. God wants us to be a clean vessel. Sanctified meat for the master's use. Would your prayer be today, God, help me. To live in such a way that you would be pleased with my life. Use me. God says, I'm holy. I'm a holy God. Therefore, be ye holy. Lord, I pray that you bless the invitation this morning. If there's someone that needs to be saved, that, Lord, they'd come and put their faith in you. But I pray for every Christian, those here and those listening, God, that you would help all of us to not go to the trash, not allow sin to reign in our mortal bodies, but God, that we would be a holy people. We are a work in progress, and we're thankful for what you're doing to make us more like your son, Jesus. And we ask this in your name. Amen. Would you stand with me this morning with our heads bowed and our eyes closed? The altar's open this morning. Child of God, why don't you come today? Just say, Lord, thank you for speaking to me and showing me this matter of sanctification. Hey, listen, as a Christian, none of us are there yet. You know, you ought to be thankful for what God is doing in your life. Let's understand that we serve a holy God. God wants us to be a holy people. We cannot, look, we cannot, there's no spiritual bar of soap that I can give you to clean up your life. Only God can do that through the process of sanctification. 
with their heads bowed and their eyes closed, there's still opportunity if you want to come this morning and just say, Lord, help me in this matter of sanctification. Thank you for saving me. I look forward to heaven someday. But until then, my heart is going to go on singing. With joy, I'll carry on. As Brother Kenny sings, if you need to come, you come. You know the song and you want to sing it with him? Then snow, Lord, wash me just now. Thy presence humbly I bow. Have thine own way, the potter, I am the clay.